my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone's having an absolutely fantastic blessed day today, as always. And of course, if you need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com, with the product of the week, the Joint Rebuilding Formula. Really, really good product, reformulated, all new and improved, really cleaned it up fantastic so be sure to check it out if you liked it before you'll really like it now 10 percent off as product of the week so be sure to check that out and one of the first things that i was looking at now is just the irony of hypocrisy you know new zealand they were one of the most stringent new zealand and australia they're one of the most stringent most tyrannical countries in the entire world when it came to covid i mean they were right below china when it came to restrictions and lockdowns and arrest and everything was just, I mean, it was insane. You guys were all talking much, a lot of the videos and articles that we saw with people having the private homes raided. If you remember Australia, when they, um, when the ladies put a, a protest on Facebook and supported it, you know, and basically reposted it. And she had Australian police show up at her home and arrest her for inciting, you know, basically an insurrection against COVID restrictions and they recorded her. She's pregnant, getting arrested inside her home for posting stuff on Facebook. I mean, they, it was that degree of tyranny. You guys remember the 16 and 17 year old boys that were extracted from their home because one person in the family caught COVID and they were sent to a COVID detention camp. You guys remember they put up all over the country, you know, these giant, basically FEMA centers. And the three boys decided we're not going to stay here. And they tested negative for COVID and they had no symptoms. They had no problems. And they decided that they were going to basically escape from this FEMA detention center. And they did. And they put out a giant, almost 100 police force manhunt to comb the entire side of the country to find them. And they finally found them. And they charged them with all these different felonies. This is all, this is all in Australia. If you guys don't recall all that, you can look it up. And now what's interesting is, the left-wing government of New Zealand, it has now been found from a Freedom of Information Act that they granted massive exemptions from all vaccine mandates and any type of restrictions on numerous people, essentially the elite of New Zealand. <laughs> it's crazy. The hypocritical uh, vaccine exemptions for the elite was granted by former Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, which you remember she was a nightmare in New Zealand, before she stood down and accepted a new role in the World Economics Forum disinformation czar. You can't make this up as far as with these people. Ardern's decision to allow the elite to refuse the vaccine and mandates while forcing the vax on normal people was revealed in an official information act an OIA request HNZ 00023978. You can look this up. It was dated for August 2023, which asked the following questions. According to the legislation at the time in 2021, there were operational exemptions available for those who are not getting vaccinated against COVID-19. And it goes on to say here, how many requests were received and how many were approved by the ministry? And they said there were 478 applications that were received and 103 applications were granted covering approximately 11,000 individuals, meaning you had a whole slew of people in New Zealand that didn't get the shot, didn't comply with anything, but yet they told the general population and every single mainstream media outlet, if you don't get the shot, essentially, you're going to a concentration camp. 
This entire thing from the very beginning was about fear and control. New Zealand and Australia had some of the lowest COVID cases, some of the lowest COVID deaths of the entire world, yet they treated them literally like they were in a prison. And I've told you guys before, back then, two years ago, it was all about a beta test to see how far they could push the narrative, how far people would comply, and how long people would go along with it. Now, the California Orwellian COVID misinformation law that Gavin Newsom signed into law out in California is now basically it was intended to punish doctors who refused to comply with the government narrative, mass vaccines, treatments during the pandemic. Uh, it's now been overturned. A year ago, when Gavin Newsom signed AB 2098, that basically went in and he warned of essentially everybody says if anybody says anything in the medical field about COVID, about masks, about restrictions, anything that essentially it was unprofessional conduct and you could be stripped of your license. This, this was happening out in California repeatedly. And they were just people were discriminated against for simply discussing stuff. And now what's happened is Judge William Shubb of the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of California has now granted an injunction blocking the state from enforcing AB 2098, ruling that the state's unclear phase, phrasing and structure has a chilling effect and that he negated the misinformation and disinformation provision and said that it is not lawful. And they said this is a good victory, but we've got a lot more to do when it came to one of the attorneys that addressed this. What's crazy about this, though, is this is what I've told you guys before. A lot of these things that are presented forth that they try to sign into law or they mandate, a large percentage of them are grossly illegal. They're legal. They're flat out legal. They're violations of the U.S. Constitution, but they do them anyways. Kind of like what we saw with the governor that came in up and basically said, you can't carry a firearm. You're not allowed to carry a firearm, period. And you can't go in. This is just over in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Can't carry a firearm. Doesn't matter if it's a right to carry state. Doesn't matter if it's an open carry. Doesn't matter if you're carrying legally. You're not allowed to carry a firearm because we have all these lawless thugs that are running around doing drive-by shooting so law-abiding citizens can't carry guns. And you remember the blowback that she got a couple weeks ago. You got all those patriots descend on the Capitol. They're walking around full slung M4s. No, we're not going to comply to this. That's the only way that tyranny backs off. That's the only way that tyranny continues to be suppressed back down is when people say, no, I'm not going to consent to this. You're not going to tell me this is a mandate or this is a law or this is a restriction and I have to follow it when it's grossly illegal. Things like that have to be not only ignored, they have to be disobeyed grossly and overtly. And this is exactly what we saw during COVID with an enormous part of the population in certain states like Florida – where everybody pretty much said, no, I don't think I'm going to let you arrest us today. We're not wearing masks. We're not complying. We're not shutting down. We're not locking down. We're not doing anything. We're going to figure out how to make this work. And one thing we're not going to do is comply with tyranny. And one of the biggest examples was the guy that owned the game store in Tampa. You guys remember this. And it was right during the middle of the, uh, the, the, the lockdowns. And they said, you're not, you're not essential. Tampa PD went in there and said, you're selling games out of your store. Okay, I'm selling board games out of my store. It's what I do. I have a right to sell. I have a legal business license. They said, if you do this, we're going to arrest you. He said, okay. And they arrested him. And all of a sudden, the 
the uh, prosecuting attorney goes, uh, what the heck are y'all doing? <laughs> you can't start arresting people for not having, you know, not complying with shutting down their business. And they dropped all the charges on it. And it set a massive precedent that rippled across the entire state because people realized there are no teeth for tyranny unless you consent. The consent of the governed is how a government operation is, how it operates. And if people don't comply with unlawful, illegal restrictions, then it doesn't work. And so that's what, again, I encourage you guys, because when you see the hypocrisy like in New Zealand, where you've got thousands of people that were granted exemptions to not get the shot and not follow mandates, but yet the 99% of the population was told that they weren't allowed to leave their house and that they didn't get a shot, they couldn't go to the store, they couldn't go to the grocery store and buy food. You got to really ask yourself, what's the agenda behind it? And are you going to comply with it? So again, I continue to support and encourage people to get the truth out there and realize it's up to you whether or not you want to consent. It's up to you whether or not you want to allow your child to be injected with hepatitis B at birth. It's up to you if you want to allow your child to have seven injections and shoved into them at six months old. Or actually, I think it's eight now, excuse me, because now they've dumped the COVID vaccine, it's not even a vaccine, COVID RNA gene therapy shot under an emergency use authorization on the pediatric CDC schedule now starting at six months. That's on the list now. You've got to consent to that and you've got to decide what is your line in the sand and what is your basis? What is your backing? How hard are you going to continue to maintain freedom and health for your family? Or are you just going to go along to get along and just put up with whatever they tell you? Just something that I want to start off with this morning and encourage people. You have a right to stand up. You have a right to be free. What do you think, Dad? Freedom. I remember the. Yeah. Um, I remember you know when Mel Gibson that that one movie years. Ago, Braveheart. You know, yep, yep. Braveheart, and at the end he yells freedom, and uh, you know he was willing to die for it. And I guess a lot of patriots in the United States have been willing to die for freedom over the past. 250 years and we have a lot of people out there right now that basically don't care about freedom anymore all they care about is their uh, next meal and all they care about is you know making the credit card payment and, you know, they've gotten themselves into a mess by bad choices and they've, now they've got themselves in a situation where they can't they don't have they don't have the bandwidth mentally to try to expand into thinking about what the good things are and the bad things are from a freedom standpoint they just want to you know be able to keep the utilities turned on i i, I know that's true I, i've seen it and then you've got another whole group that's taken the COVID vaccine that was forced upon them that have had all kinds of health problems. And because of the health problems, they, they really don't have the bandwidth to even want to know about what happened. I was speaking to a lady the other day. I was on a date, and she'd been having all kinds of health problems. She'd gotten COVID after she'd taken the shot. She was forced by her family, supposedly, to take the shot and was told that she couldn't associate with her family anymore if she did not take the shot. And she had COVID, and it took her six months to recover from it. And now every time something goes through – you know, the area or whatever, and she gets sick again, she doesn't recover very easily. And she's so regretful of the fact that she'd taken the shot. And you, you see this whole different group. And then some people take the shot, there's zero effects. They probably got a placebo. And some people have been un, un, unreal debilitated. Uh, other, other ones have been so sick, they're now suffering with severe depression because they took the shot. And, and now because they, because they, their whole lives have changed, it's like you know they come down with Gillian Barr like they did with the flu shot back in the 60s or in the 70s, and suddenly they have all these problems that's, that is with them the rest of their lives, and they don't know what to do. 
I had another guy who basically uh, ended up with a stroke. Another guy ended up with blood clots and died. And I just I think the list goes on and on and on. And we all know what it is now. It's it's a clot shot. And Austin's right now. They're putting it into the schedule for the six month olds. At least DeSantis said that he doesn't want to do that in the state of Florida. But there will be pediatricians that are going to do that in Florida. It won't make any difference what DeSantis says. It won't make any difference what the research shows. It won't make any difference because they want, like you said the other day, Austin, they want their money from Blue Cross Blue Shield for the compliance rate of vaccines. All of this stuff is happening around us. And then you're dealing with these women now who can't get pregnant or can't hold a child, and they're frustrated. Or these men who have unbelievably reduced sperm counts after they took the, the vaccine. And this is the agenda of the globalist group. And the whole thing that really it kind of makes this kind of makes this is an interesting article in it. This he's in his right the caption on this. It says this will make your blood boil. The Biden administration goes full Orwell, denying that the vaccine mandates ever even happened. Wow, I read this this morning. And I'm like, this is insane. I mean, if you've not read the book by George Orwell, 1984, you have to read it. I loathed that novel when I read it as a teen because I hated the entire idea of an authoritarian government controlling its people so deftly. The dystopian world it described was just so depressing, so wrong from the first page to the last. And yet here we are, almost 75 years after Orwell penned the book, and now we see that the hellish science fiction novel is now paying out, playing out before us. Even the left-leaning Wikipedia describes the book as a cautionary tale whose theme centers on the consequences of totalitarianism, mass surveillance, and repressive regimentation of people's behaviors within society. Modeled on the authoritarian states of Stalin's Soviet Union, the book takes a deep dive into the truth within a society and the ways in which truth and facts can be manipulated by government to control the population. When you saw and you heard with your own eyes and your own ears that government denied and demanded you cast it aside and not believe it. The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command, George Orwell, 1984. Through the Ministry of Truth, the government referred to the book as Big Brother or the party. Engages in endless propaganda, intense surveillance in the open and obvious negating of historical fact. Individual thought and questioning of authority led to immediate persecution. Why deny facts and rewrite history? Well, as Orwell says in the book, who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. Now, let's fast forward to the present day. I'll begin with this profound statement that keeps turning over in my head. They must really think we're stupid. They, and the they is the government, federal and state. The we, the, we, the we is you and me and the other 300 million Americans across our country. Alas, here we are entering the final quarter of 2023, and we have the United States government and many state governments, including New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, current left-wing Governor Kathy Hochul, and supermajority Dem, Democratic legislature proclaiming for all to hear they did not force anyone to do anything detrimental these past 3.5 years. Wow. They're actually saying with straight faces they didn't force you to wear a mask. They didn't force you to lock down. They didn't force you to shut your business and choose between taking an experimental drug or losing your job. Nope. They did none of that. And you, well, you're flat out crazy if you think they did. You are lying. You are exaggerating and totally overreacting. Unfortunately, for Big Brother, oops, I mean for our 100% reliable never lies, never lies to us government that we've actually had documents, including lawsuits, news stories, social media posts, and videos of the government all levels manipulating, mandating, and forcing us to do all things and those things and more. Unreal what's going on. But they're saying, no, 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 we did not do this. We did not do this. We did not do this. Why? Because they are rewriting history. Why? Because they didn't have the authority to do any of this. 
It was all unconstitutional. So they can't justify it and defend it now. And number two, they can convince you that they didn't do it before. Then you won't mind as much when they do it again. This should make your blood boil. And it makes my blood boil. All the people that were forced by employee mandates, all the people that were forced by the government, all the people that were thrown off airplanes and put on do not fly lists because they refused to wear a oxygen deprivation mask at 35,000 feet. Yep. You're already flying at 6,000 feet as it is, as far as from a cabin pressure area. I mean, this is unbelievable. This actually happened, and now the government is coming out saying, we did none of this. This is George Orwell, Austin, 1984, on steroids. And here we sit back and we watch it, and yet the people in this country have so intentionally been dumbed down. So many of them are now on antipsychotic drugs. So many of them are on antidepressant drugs. So many of them now are basically just dealing with the fact that they've poisoned themselves with an mRNA vaccine that's changed their DNA, they don't know what to do. And then so many of them don't know that you can take N-acetylcysteine, you can take you know, nitric, you know, nitric oxide supplements, that you can take you know, all the things that we have for the spike protein survival kit on the website, that you can do all of those things and mitigate the damage. They don't, want, they don't realize that because they don't listen to the Ted and Austin Brower show or they don't listen to alternative news. And so now they're dealing with all of these health issues. I'll never forget the guy at the car dealership. And Austin and I went to talk to the guy, and he was bragging about the fact that he had all, all three boosters from all three manufacturers. And he basically was totally now exempt from getting COVID ever again in his whole life. And the next set of boosters that came out, he was taking them also. Within six months, he developed blood clots. Within six more months, he was dead. I remember that like it was yesterday. And I looked at Austin, and I said, he's a dead man walking. And we were right. And I don't want to say that because I like the guy. His name was Dean. Great guy. Great guy. In fact, he gave us a ride to Supra one time. that had been tuned up. It's Toyota Supra. They've been tuned up to almost 1,000 horsepower. It had so much power that it, in the rear, on the, where, the, where the rear wells were, the rear, rear foot wells, where the tires were, it had dimpled the doggone chassis. The frame was dimpled from the torque. I mean, thought I'd mention that as something to make it a little easier to choke on this story. But Dean was a great guy. And so the crazy part about it is he was absolutely set on believing the mainstream narrative. And this is what George Orwell did. This is what Hitler did to the people in, the, in Germany. This is what Stalin did. This, this is the Ministry of Propagation, the prop, prop, propaganda. This was Goebbels. This is what they did. This was CIA Director William Casey when he said, we will know that we've done our job at the CIA when everything that everybody believes in America is a lie. This is what they've done to us now. There's no border crisis. There's no illegal aliens coming across the border what are you talking about it's no big deal a few people come over every once in a while not the tens of millions that are coming over we the mexico government's not buying bus tickets for the people to go from south mexico to north mexico to come across the border in droves by the hundreds of thousands and millions into the united states that's not happening they're not entire subdivisions that are being devoted now just to housing illegal immigrants that are being given housing none of that's real there's no housing bubble Boom, still in Florida, where all these people are coming here because it's warm climate. They want to live in Florida. We've already got enough people here already with the infrastructure. But is DeSantis doing anything about that? No. No, he's not. I see the subdivision across the road from us, all Hispanic. And don't get me wrong. I like Hispanics. I think they're great people. The other day when I got stuck in my media, in the media, I told you guys that the other day. I you know, got into a media. I should have done that. I was wrong. And I got basically I – got, I got buried in the mud to the axles. It was a Hispanic guy who basically stopped with his dually and hooked a winch, not a winch, but a bunch of chains and ropes to me and pulled me out of the mud. And I thanked him profusely for it. Then he didn't even want to get paid for it. And I still gave him some money because I just appreciated so much of getting me out of that mess I was in. 
I, I, I love Hispanic people. They're great. You know, Austin's nanny when he was young, you know, was Hispanic. You know, Harris's nanny, you know, was Hispanic. All these people that are Hispanic have great potential. They are great people. But we can't handle millions coming across the border every single month, especially if they've come from communist countries. We can't deal with that in the United States. Our infrastructure can't handle it, and our social welfare system can't handle it, and they know that. That's why they're doing it because this is Cloward and Piven on steroids. This is what they want. They want to destroy the United States of America. Look what's going on in the blue cities right now. You know, are being terrorized by carjackers, pirates, looters, serial shoplifters, and you know, transnational gangs. I mean, it's all over. Many of our largest cities simply aren't safe anymore. The relentless crime wave is terrorizing citizens from coast to coast. It's gotten to a point where so many people are literally afraid to walk outside of their own homes. Of course, conditions are the worst in the blue cities. In fact, every example I'm going to share with you on this article today is basically from the blue cities. This is the article. This is an article from the Economic Collapse. And in Philadelphia, he's talking about Philadelphia. He's talking about what happens with all these different things that are happening. You guys need to read this. I'm not going to go through it today. It's going to take too much time. Oh, one more thing just in passing. Just, just because I covered this yesterday, Austin and I did it such depth. There was no zombie apocalypse yesterday. <laughs> just, there was a test of the emergency broadcast through FEMA at 2:20. That actually happened, which I knew it would. But there was no zombie apocalypse, just like Austin and I said. So, Austin, uh, we told people don't worry about you know getting out the AR-15s yesterday, and you know, don't worry about all that because it's not going to be a zombie apocalypse. And and here we are again, more fear porn they pushed as a beta test to see how far they could push us and push us and push us. Because now if somebody does have a real information substack in which they say now we are going to have something bad happen, everybody will be less likely to believe it. Think about what I just said. Oh, we've already heard. Remember, remember Y2K? Everything was going to collapse because computers couldn't flip over to 2000. We don't have the technology to change the date. It was just stupid. I told everybody this ain't going to happen, and it didn't. Same thing happened yesterday. Another beta test to see what they could do. And where did that guy come from? Now, I said this to you yesterday. There was a guy who started this mess a few weeks ago, and all of a sudden he's getting tens of millions of views. And he pulls his post down after it already went out and went viral. He was getting huge amounts of clicks and building a huge database. Who opened up the bandwidths for him? Who did that? Who allowed him not to be shadow banned and put that bad information out there? That would be CIA. Just thought I'd mention that, Austin. What do you think? You're spot on with it. You know, it's funny. They couldn't even hit it at 220. It came on like 218. <laughs> they couldn't even get the date right, the time right. And you're, you're exactly right. We didn't, didn't see a massive zombie apocalypse. And I told everybody that weeks ago when those videos started surfacing, a lot of alternative media started, you know, posting his videos. I said, why is this guy getting millions of views on this? Where's, where, where's the backing? Where's the research? Where's any of the, you know, <laughs> where's, where's the studies that are showing this is what's happening? This is what's really going to occur nothing there was nothing it was just hot air now again i told you guys yesterday is 5g technology very very real and effective especially with active denial systems oh 100 percent all the way back from the 90s there's no question about that whatsoever but as far as what they tried to tell everybody the other day i mean come on I and mean, we saw the same thing you see the same thing it's usually about every decade or more i mean we saw it with 2012 remember the mayan calendar was going to end the whole world was going to stop Everything was going to collapse. They even did a movie on it. They even did a movie. Did a dire movie on 2012. Get the fear porn rocking. Then 2012 hit and 2012 passed. Then we were told Nibiru, giant meteor planet, was going to impact the entire world. The world was just going to explode. And everybody was going to die. And I was like, quite frankly, if that happens, it's going to be a really quick ticket to heaven. So I'm not really that concerned about it. That's a pretty, <laughs> pretty fast way to punch That's out. That's a fact. 
like, okay, that's the rate we're going. That's the rate we're going. But you had alternative media blowing it up for years. Oh, this is the date. This is the date Nibiru's going to implode the earth. Everything's going to explode. I'm like, all right. I mean, that, that's, that's the rate you're going. That's the route you want to go with it. I mean, cool story, but I've got a lot of other things to work on right now besides worrying about a random planet X that's going to impact the earth. But you got to remember, these things are constantly used on a regular basis to keep people distracted. As long as you can keep the population distracted with the bread and the circus, then occasionally you throw some stuff out there and get them distracted with something really big. And then you continue to keep them distracted with, you know, the Kardashians or with the Dancing with the Stars or what's the other American Idol and all these other stupid shows they have all the time is to keep people constantly distracted so they don't focus on what's really happening. It also keeps them from reading the Bible. You know, a lot of times people now spend way more time watching television than they do reading the Bible. I'm not even going to lie. I've seen it happen. I've tried to work, get back in the word again and start reading, even if it's a small amount, getting back as a habit. But a lot of times television and reality shows, especially when you're watching TV, which is just like actual TV, like, uh, you know, with commercials and everything, it's just straight up mind control. I mean, I can't even watch television for more than a couple minutes. If I'm on a vacation or a trip, or I'm at a hotel, something comes on, I can't watch it. It's nauseating to me, and it's like every other commercial is a pharmaceutical company, which, by the way, I will reiterate again, the United States is one of the only countries in the entire world that allows direct-to-consumer marketing from pharmaceutical companies, period. Europe doesn't allow that. I've been to Europe many a times. You'll never see a pharmaceutical ad on television in Europe. It doesn't exist. It's illegal. Oh, well, they don't. Well, what do you mean in the United States? Uh, every every other commercial is a pharmaceutical ad. No, duh. That's why we're one of the sickest countries in the entire world because we're one of the smartest countries in the entire world and one of the most resilient countries in the entire world and one of the most resourceful countries in the entire world. So what do you do to a country that's that strong, that resilient, that resourceful? You dumb them down. You put more drugs into them. You pump more fluoride in the water supply. You keep making them distracted with idiotic TV shows to keep their minds focused on anything but what's really happening. And you end up having people that, like Dad said, you know, our friend of the dealership, just get shot after shot after shot after shot until they just check out. I've watched it happen repeatedly. And, you know, Dean was a super cool dude. I still remember, yeah, he took me for a ride in his Mark IV Super. I think it was a 96 Thousand wheel horsepower on pump gas. Car was insane. One of the fastest cars I've ever been in my life. Super cool. I mean, but you know, he's come and gone now. I don't know where the car is anymore. I'd love to buy it. I mean, that, those Mark IV Supers are holding up the level now as far as resale value. Those those things have gone crazy. And um, but yeah, it's just you, you watch this happen with people, and you know, it's sad to see how fast people were mind controlled. Through just fear and conditioning with psychological operations. And it, the crazy part about it was it wasn't a long psychop with COVID. It wasn't that long in reality. We've seen things go much longer. We've watched wars drag out for decades. We've watched you know all types of topics that have occurred years and years and years. COVID, it didn't even take them a year to get everybody on board with a COVID RNA gene therapy shot. I mean, March 2020 is when they really started rolling out the propaganda. By midsummers, when they started doing lockdowns, they had this RNA gene therapy shot miraculously put together and bottled with billions of doses by the end of the year. Still don't know how that happened, 
you know, just miraculously, pharmaceutical labs just made billions of vials of products, which literally, if you guys understand from a manufacturing standpoint, because I do, that's almost physically impossible to do in a month time span like they did. Oh, it's got emergency use authorization in November. Oh, we've got a billion vials already bottled, ready to go at your pharmacy right now in deep freezers. Really? How'd they do that? I'd really like to know because you can't seem to even get a microchip processor for a truck in less than a year. But yet suddenly you got a billion vials of RNA gene therapy vaccines that are in a deep freezer in a month. Come on. The whole thing was staged from the beginning. They already knew what they were rolling out. The gene therapy was the plan all along. It was never the virus. The virus was just another mutated flu that got you sick as a dog. That's all it was. The shot was the bioweapon. That was the goal. And now they've got it on the childhood shot schedule, which is exactly where they wanted it to be. And that's exactly why I've continually blasted it almost every single day on the show. Because even now to this day, I still run into people and talk to them about COVID shots and children. And there's still people today don't even know that it's emergency use authorization or that the COVID shots on the childhood shot schedule don't even know. I'm talking random people. I was on a cruise last week. I brought it up a lot. There's a bunch of people I talked to. They didn't know anything about it. Now, a lot of people knew about that shot, obviously. They didn't even know the kids are getting on the shot schedule six months. Didn't know. Why? Because the propaganda and misinformation from the mainstream media narrative is designed to keep people in the dark. And that's why it is so important to keep the truth out there. Shine the light on the lies. Expose them for what they are. We've got a FBI agency now that's so far rogue, you can't even literally do much of anything now without being labeled a terrorist. I saw this article earlier now. Now they've basically put together this essentially a fight MAGA terrorism category of extremists now. So anybody that essentially is pro-Trump or pro-anything that Trump has touched or pro-American anything, you're a basically a MAGA terrorist. I was reading this article now. It's on Zero Hedge. I'll post it on there, on the website, you can look at it now. And they spoke. Uh, Newsweek spoke to over a dozen current, former official, current or former official government officials, who looked at terrorism and three-month investigation to understand the current domestic security landscape to evaluate what President Joe Biden is doing about what he calls domestic terrorism. And essentially, they straight up said that the FBI, their secret department essentially in Homeland Security, has data that tracks incidents, threats, investigations, and cases to essentially build a possible case on anyone that they deem to be a MAGA terrorist, which, by the way, you understand that's an open-ended topic. That's an open-ended category. There's no limit to it. The same way they made Randy Weaver a domestic terrorist after the ATF bought shotguns from him and sawed them off themselves and then tried to testify that he sold them short-reeled shotguns so they could justify going on his property, killing his son, killing his wife, and then doing full-blown psychological operations on him all day long in order to try to get him to surrender because the ATF lied. Oh, yeah, that government that's designed to sit here and tell us how much domestic terrorists are bad and we need to be scared of them and everybody needs to be worrisome about domestic terrorists. News flash: the government's the biggest terrorist in the world. <laughs> Come on. If everybody's figured that out yet, I don't know what else to tell you. This is what we're watching right now, and this is why we have to constantly expose this stuff on a regular basis and be vocal and talk about it. And like Dad said earlier, you know, what we saw – with you know the crazy, crazy behavior and the compliance with COVID 
was just a beta test to see what they could push. The next phase is rolling out. That's, that's why I personally told you guys they've gotten so much flack on this shot now that they've rolled out this new shot. And they've got so much flack on COVID restrictions and masks and everything else. They've laid off a lot of what they were trying to do. And I told you guys this. I said, listen, the only way you can bat this stuff is you have to go ahead straight on. The, the algorithms, the likes, the posts, the comments, all that stuff gets data logged. And when they see a high enough percentage of the population is pushing back on social media and pushing back on types of platforms like that, they know the statistical probability that the population is going to comply with certain restrictions becomes very, very low. They have algorithms on it all. That's why I said use social media as a tool, not a crutch. Social media is a very interesting tool, and it can be used to display our noncompliance and nonconformity to the general narrative that they're constantly trying to push on everyone by simply saying, no, I don't buy it. The other day there saw something on Instagram with a Breitbart article that came out, and – I pulled the comments of that, like 5,000 comments on it. I couldn't find one comment where somebody actually was going along and agreeing with the, uh, with the story that they had on there as far as with the lies. Everybody was calling it out. Everybody was calling it out. I was actually shocked. I smiled. I was like, wow. Every single comment was just blasting it. I don't buy this. I don't buy this. It's straight garbage. It's straight lies. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. Okay. All right. I see you. I hear you. This is where we're at now. And so this is why, again, it's so important to really address this because what we're going to start seeing in the next phase now is you're going to start seeing a level of propaganda and a level of deceit that we've never witnessed due to artificial intelligence. I'm giving you guys a heads up on that. What we're watching now with the deep fake systems, we saw that with Tom Cruise on the social media platforms, which Tom Cruise does not have social media. They did a deep fake. They changed the guy's face. They changed his voice, and it literally looked like Tom Cruise. And they have this technology now way more advanced than we even think it is, and the AI is going to start putting stuff out there. I told you guys before my brother was over last time. He had that chat GP thing, GDP, whatever it's called, and he was putting in these questions and asking all these different questions. And so I we put in there, you know, did the FBI sniper that shot Randy Weaver's wife in the face with a 308, did he serve jail time? Boom, right up. Oh, yeah, so-and-so went to prison for X amount of time after he was convicted. I mean, full paragraph. And I went, that's a bold-faced lie. I mean, there's not even any truth to it. Harrison writes on there, are you sure this is accurate? Yes, I'm sure this is accurate. And then he puts in another comment basically of stating the time and date and everything the guy was exempted from. Oh, we're sorry. We made a mistake on this. Oh, yes, he, he was basically pardoned and was not charged with any crimes, and he still currently works with the FBI. After we straight called them out, the AI is going to be a serious problem in the near future, and that's why it is even more important to do your research very aggressively, look into things, and understand what's actually happening. That's why it's so important when you see these things on alternative media like we talked about yesterday to really take them at face value right off the front and do your own research before you start taking them as straight gospel because you're going to see this stuff happen more and more and more and more, and that's why it is so important to make sure you're getting your information from a reputable source and you're double-checking stuff and researching it, and that's why we do a lot of the stuff on this show on a regular basis and research and research. It's been hours because I want to make sure I'm not putting fake news out on this show ever. If we've ever gotten something that went out that we didn't like or we didn't agree with or we found out later on, we've issued retractions on it. Dad and I have both done that. It's very rare we have to do that, but again, we try to make sure everybody has 
as much facts as possible to make their own decisions, and that is so important to them. What do you think? Well, we, over the last, gosh, we've done, I think, 21, 2200 podcasts now. We've had to actually change a couple of them, and we actually had to pull one entire podcast. Actually, I pulled two podcasts, and that was because I had a guest on that ended up being a habitual chronic pathological liar. She's a nightmare. Now she's had her medical license taken away, and I, I yoked her. And I spoke to her, and basically, uh, she was just a nightmare to deal with. And I, and I, she was just lying about stuff. And so we had had her on as a guest, and I pulled her podcast. I mean, I had I just deleted it, and you know, and uh, so that was that was one of them. And another one, we had gotten some information that basically uh, from another another guy who was a chiropractor, and uh, it turned into just an infomercial for him. And he was a he was a one trick pony, and I yoked his I, I yoked that entire broadcast too. And, uh, but those are the only two that we've pulled out of thousands, and they were both involving guests. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that, and uh, that's why we're so careful in the guests that we bring on. I remember another time we had a guy basically trying to tell everybody that we were going to have an invasion from the Mexican border within days. It was imminent. This was 10 years ago, eight years ago when we first started the show. And I remember I, I had to get him off the air, and then we had to talk everybody off the ledge and said, no, 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 this isn't going to happen. We're not doing this. And it didn't happen. It's like we told you guys yesterday. I had so many people contact me about this zombie apocalypse. And I just said, no, no, and no, and no, and it's nonsense. It's not happening tomorrow. Don't be concerned about this. This is a test of the FEMA broadcast network, which could be part of the continuity of government that Biden's doing, which could be what he's scared of right now because he could feel that, you know, we could have mass insurrection in the country after what happened on January the 6th. But they put a pretty good damper. Donald Trump did that. He put a pretty good damper on insurrection and protest after he didn't pardon everybody. OK, he just he's, he's letting all these people dangle in the wind now and promising a lot of them pardons now if he gets back in the office. The, the guy is just a he's like a court jester to me. He's like a, a clown in the middle of a three ring circus. And he barks a lie here and he barks a lie there and he barks a lie here and he tells the truth here and he tells the truth here. And he tells the truth here and then he barks another lie. And it's just it's just, it's just frustrating. Because, you know, he really had the opportunity back in 2016 when we all were pushing for him to win against Hillary to really make some changes. But remember when he tried to stop the border crossings and he tried to put up a fence? He, as a president, couldn't even get it done. And the military refused to listen to him as far as protecting stuff because, you know, they couldn't be, you know, I guess he couldn't, from a constitutional standpoint, do all of that stuff. And a lot of the big, a lot of the border fencing now is being cut out and taken down now by the Biden administration to make facilitate the human trafficking which is what this is all about. We talked about that yesterday. By the way, an expert doctor has now said the COVID shots damaged the hearts of 100 million Americans. Wow. According to Dr. Thomas Levy, a minimum of 7 million Americans now have hearts damaged by the COVID vaccines. And although there's no way of being certain at this time, he said it's within a realm of possibility that over 100 million people in America have had some degree of heart damage from the injections, not not myocarditis, but heart damage that will be detectable, that, that will be detectable with a tropin, T-R-O-P-O-N-I-N test, troponin test. Uh, he's a, he's also, he's a very cardiologist and he's also, you know, he's also a, uh, an attorney. And another one, this is interesting because it goes back to what New Zealand talked about. The New Zealand government exempted elites from the vaccine mandates forced onto the public's. Yeah, that old prime minister them had to be a transgender man. That is one ugly woman. Just thought I'd mention that. Gotta get a picture of her. That's that that woman is yuck looking. Okay, I shouldn't have said that. That was bad. Okay, my bad. I meant it, but I shouldn't have said it. 
So anyhow, we're basically exempting the elites from vax man- mandates. I wouldn't call them elites. I would call them the weirdo scum. And like also said, now she's working for the World Economic Forum. And all of these things are just all around us. New York City has debuted now, they debuted now free abortion kits on demand. Mayor Eric Adams pitched the program as a response to the repeal of Roe v. Wade, which did not affect abortion rights in New York. New York City unveiled the first virtual abortion on-demand program on the US, in the U.S. on Monday, offering free abortion pills for free without an in-person visit to expectant mothers who wish to terminate their pregnancies. You know, there's just a whole different level of Satanism with us, you know, the sacrifice of these children. Mayor Scumbucket Eric Adams described the program as a response to the last year's Supreme Court decision repealing Roe v. Wade, which did not affect abortion rights laws in New York or other states that already had laws on the books. They can't, they, they can't get enough of killing children. They, they, they really, really can't. Uh, News with Views came out with an article in my Frosty Woolridge, and it says, what's happening to America is not fun to watch. Whether you're liberal, conservative, independent, or libertarian, it's not fun watching what's happening to America. In fact, it's sickening and stomach-churning. It's like we, the law-abiding American people, are being hounded as racist, terrorists, and extremists. You look at the 2020 riots, quote, if you want to call them riots, whose terrorists burned, looted, and destroyed $2 billion in property stores and lives across America with no consequences. Not one of them went to jail. Today, wild, illiterate, and criminal youth across big cities of America enjoy free dominance of criminal activity. They can steal, kill, shoplift, carjack, and ransack without consequences. Jason Dean wrote about it all, not in a small town. He got hit with every name in the books by the liberal press. It's like they condone criminal activity. His song shot to number one on the country charts. We've lost our youth to hating America more than loving our country. We find they respond to their cell phones rather than sit down to dinner with their families if they have a family. In fact, seven out of ten black kids lack a father in the home, live with a single mother, and leech off your welfare tax dollars. Total irresponsible behavior by the millions. Wow. I, I'm going to have – I'm going to let you guys post this. I'll reread this. I've, I've already posted it. I want you to look at it and see it because it's important that we understand how the world is being seen from so many of us patriots right now. By the way, the FBI has now created a MAGA extremist category, and they are targeting Trump supporters ahead of the 2024 election. This is from Zero Hedge. The Biden FBI has quietly created a new category of extremists that it tracks to track and counter, that it seeks to track and counter. Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers ahead of the 2024 election According to prolific and well-connected anti-war journalist and political commentator William Arkin, who probably is a Kabbalist, I'll mention that, who has previously reported on the FBI's efforts to fight MAGA terrorism. In Wednesday, on a Wednesday Newsweek article, Arkin reveals that the vast majority of FBI investigations into anti-government activities are of Trump supporters. The FBI is in an almost impossible position, a current FBI official told Arkin, who added the agency's stated intent is stopping a repeat of January 6th type incidents, which was riddled with FBI agents promoting and I mean, can't promote. Okay. While balancing the constitutional right of Americans to protest the government, especially at the time when the White House is facing congressional Republican opposition, claiming that the Biden administration has weaponized the bureau against the right wing, it has to tread carefully, the official continued. Newsweek spoke to over a dozen current or former government officials who specialize in terrorism in a three-month investigation to understand the current domestic security landscape and to evaluate what President Joe Biden's administration is doing about what he calls domestic terrorism. 
most requested anonymity because they were not authorized to talk publicly. They were reluctant to stray into partisan politics or feared the repercussions of speaking freely. Newsweek has also revealed, revealed reviewed secret FBI and Department of Homeland Security data that tracks incidents, threats, investigations, and cases to try to build a better picture. While experts agree that the current partisan environment is charged and uniquely dangerous with the threat not only to violence, but most extreme scenarios, probably possibly a civil war in the United States, many also question whether terrorism is the most effective way to describe the problem. Now, I'm going to stop here unless you finish reading this article yourself. Terrorism in the United States and a civil war in the United States. Remember what Rothschild's mother said centuries ago? If my son deems there's going to be a war, there's going to be a war. If my son doesn't want a war, there's not going to be a war. If they want a civil war in the United States, they're going to have one. Just thought I'd mention that. They'll promote it, and they'll do a false flag, and they'll instigate it, and they'll start it. Just saying. They did the same thing with the Civil War. It was the Rothschild banking cartel that backed both sides, the North and the South. It was the Rothschild banking cartel that was working with Lincoln, and then he refused to issue their money again after it had been taken out of circulation by Andrew Jackson. And he was assassinated by William by, by Booth, who was a Rothschild agent. The Rothschilds had their fingerprints all over the Civil War of the United States to break up our country and to get central banks here. Now Iraq is saying that by the end of the year, they're going to stop taking and letting people take dollars out of their banks as far as American dollars. If that's true with Iraq, it's because the Iraq Central Bank is controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel. And I remember years ago, I had uh, was, I was watching the NBC News and Wolfowitz was going to Iraq to set up a central bank for the Rothschilds. And he said, for the first time in the history of Iraq, they're no longer going to go, you're going to have a, you know, a government-controlled central bank. It'll be controlled through the you know, international banking cartels or something like that. And that was the whole purpose, to go ahead and enslave the people in Iraq as far as their debt and put them into a debt load. What ends up happening is if you give them fiat money and you print it, you charge them interest for it, and you never print the currency available for the interest. You can never pay the interest back, and so you get deeper and deeper in debt with borrowing more and more and more money. It's a Ponzi scheme. If anybody else did it, they'd be put in jail for it, but these guys do it with impunity because they run the world banks. There's only a couple banks now that don't have the Rothschild banking cartel in there. That would be North Korea and Iran, and of course, all the way over here is bad press about North Korea and Iran. We don't know who the people really are. We don't really know what they believe. We don't know anything. I know years ago, Austin and I and and Sharon went to Russia. We were on a cruise ship, and we went to St. Petersburg. And I've told you this story before. And we got to see Catherine's Summer Palace and Catherine's Winter Palace. We got to see Church of the Spilled Blood. We got to go see the Hermitage. We got to see St. Isaac's Cathedral. We were there on this tour for like three days. It was amazing. And the thing that I noticed more than anything else is once you got past the port where they had military personnel there, all the people inside of Russia were super, super nice in fact, they were begging everywhere because the Soviet Union had just fallen a few years earlier, and they were all unbelievably financially destitute. I went to the cruise ship, and I got $100 bills, and I was just giving out money to the people that were begging everywhere so they could buy food. And I remember we were at the Church of the Spilt Blood, and our tour guide was there, and some lady came up to me. She's on her knees with her hands folded begging me for money. I'm not joking, guys. And I remember I said, okay. So I gave her like $10. And she went berserk. Then she grabbed me and started hugging me and started praying for me. And she was so thankful. She was so excited. And my tour guide said, you gave her money enough, enough money now to feed her family for the next couple of months. And she just absolutely doesn't know what to do with herself. She's so elated. And I thought to myself, wow, this for a few dollars, we could do that. And I always try to do that with homeless people. I, I, know, I know they don't start on me. Well, they're going to go buy drugs and they're going to go buy food. Hey, I got that. But, you know, if I'm giving money to a church – 
or to a religious institution. I don't know what they would do. I don't know what they do with the money either. And I know there's some good organizations that feed the homeless. I know that too. But if somebody comes up to me, they're hungry. 99% of the time, and Austin's watched me do this over and over again, I'm going to give them a few dollars. Last night, I was going to the Columbia restaurant, Ebor City. I had a date there last night. And, you know, this homeless guy, my date pulls up right parks right across, you know, from where I'm parked. And this homeless guy comes to her car. I'm not, I never met this date before. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I said, she's with me. He goes, well, well, she told me that. And I said, what do you need? He goes, well, I'm trying to get some money for food. I'm, 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 I'm starving. And I said, that's fine. I said, just back off. And I gave him $5. And you think, well, did you really do that? Yeah, I really did that. I do that all the time. We had another guy who used to be at the Columbia. He used to always sit there. And Sharon and I always – well, Sharon didn't talk to him. I did. His name was uh, Elijah. I told you this story. Big old black guy. I mean he's big. He's overweight. And he would always be sitting right out in front of this restaurant. It was called Acropolis there in Ebor City on 7th Street. It's a Greek restaurant. Good food. And I would always take Sharon over there, and Elijah would be sitting across the street, and I'd always go talk to him. And bless his heart, I mean, he wasn't all there mentally, but he's always out there reading his Bible. And then somebody stole his Bible, so I got him another Bible. Somebody stole that Bible, I got him another Bible. And it went on and on and on. And I would always give him money, or I would have the, I would have the waiter staff actually take him a hamburger from the restaurant, and I'd ask him what he wanted, and I'd get him whatever he wanted. They well, did you really do that, Ted? Yeah, I really do that. I still do that. And the, the thing about it is that suddenly one day Elijah disappeared. I had no idea what happened to him. And I even called the police department there in Ebor City in Tampa and asked them where did Elijah go. And they said, well, he's just moved. And I'm like, yeah, there's something else going on. But the point is, even if he passed it to be with Jesus because he was a Christian, I talked about that in length. You know, he was still a person that was a human being. And I'm going to treat them with respect. Now, be careful now. Some of these guys are criminals. Some of these guys are career criminals that are homeless. I'm just letting you know that. And ladies, I'd be real careful not to do this if I were you unless your husband's with you since you don't want to take a risk of you know, endangering yourself or your family. But guys, listen to me. If they'll know you because you love one another, they'll know you because you support one another as Christians. That's what the word says, and we need to always be aware of that. And we need to always support one another, support your local churches, stay away from the TV evangelist guys. I've told you that so many times. I know so many of them and every single one of them that I know, every one of them that I know, all of them that I was on their shows, except for one. That was Herman Bailey. He's a good man. He's retired now. But all of the other ones that I appeared with, and he was a show host, he wasn't an evangelist, but all of the other evangelists that I've been on the air with, all of them had issues dealing with homosexuality, dealing with money laundering. I, the list just goes on and on and on and on. And so be very, very, very careful when you get around these people and when you start giving money to them. Just, just, just give it to your local church that's working in your local community. Go to church on a regular basis. Find a church and support them. That's, that's what I suggest you do because I promise you if you have to have somebody preach at a funeral and you contact one of these TV evangelists, they ain't going to show up because if you were the giving unit – and nobody else was the giving unit in your family. They're giving unit to stop giving them money now. So there's no money or profit in it for them. Gosh, this is harsh to come and do your funeral. I'm just telling you the way it is. I've seen it over and over and over again. Now, am I, am I saying that all TV evangelists are bad? No, I didn't say that. But I'd say 99% of them have issues. Okay, You may have one that's not like that. But just be careful with that. Be a giver. Learn how to give. Be a two-quarter person, like I told you guys. If, if you got a, if you're going to tip somebody, you're going to say, "Well, I'm going to give them a dollar or two dollars. I'm going to give them five dollars. I'm going to ten dollars." Always go with a larger amount, always, because they're going to hover the next time you go to that restaurant because they're going to want to wait on you again. 
they've got bills to pay too. They've got insurance money they got to pay. They got gas money they got to pay. They got car missing a car they got to pay. Just be nice to them. And if you can't afford to tip properly, don't go to the restaurant. Just don't go. Don't go to the restaurant because I've been a server before. It's just not fair. It really isn't. Just I mean, I'm, and I'm meddling right now. I know that. And by the way, Russia tested their own alert systems yesterday, the same as we did. Just thought I'd mention that too, let you know how coordinated everything all it is. And we need to understand all of that stuff. And there's another one inside of Colony Ridge. This is the fastest growing development in the U.S. is a magnet for illegal immigrants, and it's made all kinds of news stories now. And guys, look into this stuff that we post on our website. It's very, very important. Oh, by the way, Julia Ormond, who basically uh, is now suing. Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein for battery, as, as, as you know, and Disney as enablers of sexual assault. And I, I like this lady. She's you know she was on you know uh, several really she was you know on that one. Uh, uh, what was it called? It was uh, it was uh, she was on the Legends of the Fall first night, and yeah, and yeah, she was also on that one about uh, she was the uh, Sabrina with Harrison Ford, great actress. And now she's had enough of it, too, and she's suing Weinstein. And it's just, you know, of course, everybody wants to sue Weinstein. But, guys, listen to me. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you support because there's a lot of bad stuff out there, including Hollywood, which I try not to support them at all. Let's think about with a decent movie. And I appreciate you guys. You keep your hearts and minds in Christ. I told you yesterday not to be worried about that silly alert. It's just it's nonsense. Don't, don't operate out of a spirit of fear but of love and of power and of sound mind because, guys, Jesus Christ came here for you. As God, he's the son of the most high God, the exact representation of God Almighty, and he put his life on the cross for you, and he died for you, and he continually sanctifies you through the spilling of his blood as an omnipresent being. Always remember that, that he is on our side. The creator of the universe, through all things are held together, is in covenant with you to the most high God. What are you possibly going to worry about? What could they possibly do to you? When we have eternity, billions of years that we're going to be living with God in heaven, innumerable amount of years, the few years that we spend on this planet, it's more of a testing ground than anything else for us to maintain our faith and stand our ground, like it says in Ephesians. I love you guys. I appreciate you too. Austin, finish it up, and then I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. No, you're spot on with that, my friend. I mean, this is why they constantly use fear as a control tactic, because people that are fearful can't have a whole lot of trust. The fact is, it's hard to trust God Almighty of what's happening if you're constantly worrisome in fear and you're breathing your hands together. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with being extremely prepared, self-sufficient. There's numerous Bible passages and stories and parables that talk about that in detail, being self-sufficient and being prepared. Seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. There's all types of that. What's the constant thing they say all the time when angels show up and everything? Fear not. Fear not. Be fearful. Fear, healthy fear in a certain situation, you know, watching out, making sure you don't step out in front of a car. Whoa, I don't want to step in front of that bus. I'm going to back up. That's completely different. But sitting around being worried about things that are going to happen. And one thing I have found, you guys probably know this exact same thing 90% of what you're concerned and worried about, if you really get worried about something, about 80 to 90% of it never even plays out the way you think it's going to. A lot of cases doesn't even play out, period. It's just like, oh, that's all that was? Okay. So that's why, again, enjoy the time you have. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your kids. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your loved ones. Do things. I remember I, just, I had that one guy years ago. 
That was when I was first married. Dad knows who he was. He was an alternative media guy. And that was taking my wife down to Miami when we were first married. Was taking her on trips, like one of our first vacations. And I had the whole thing booked. And by the way, I don't go to Miami very often at all anymore. I hate Miami. It's disgusting. Um, there's some nice places in Miami, but overall, it's like the roads are horrible. The homeless are horrible down there. I don't recommend it as far as a tourist destination. There's a lot of other places to go besides Miami. But I digress. I went, we went down there, and the beach is nice. And I remember he calls me up, oh, dude, you can't go to Miami. This guy's like, no, 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 no. You, you don't understand. There's going to be an asteroid that's going to land out in the Atlantic. And it's going to send a tidal wave. It's going to be 100 feet high, and it's going to cover Florida. You're going to be wiped away in Miami. Everything's going to be gone. And I'm like, well, dude, if that happens, i got a front row seat, man. I'm here on the coast. Send it. <laughs> like, whatever, dude. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. If a 100-foot tidal wave hits Florida, it doesn't matter where I'm at in Florida. Florida no longer exists on a map. So, again, use wisdom, but also use ideas and understanding of what's happening. Don't put yourself in situations you don't need to be. But also, too, don't live in fear. Thank you again, my friends, for the support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, you know where to get a hold of us. Multiple kits on sale right now, including the Healthy Immune Kit, one of our most popular, and the Joint Rebuilding Formula on sale right now as product of the week. Be sure to check it out, all new and improved, at healthmasters.com. I hope you guys have a fantastic evening. Have a a strong, continual encouragement to lift each other up and tell one another about the truth of what's really happening and continue to stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And again, my friends, thank you again for the support of healthmasters.com. We couldn't do it without you, especially in our show every day with zero commercials and zero ads. We do this because of you. and We can do this because of you. So thank you, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome evening. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.